Well, hi everybody, it's Autumn Casiglia, and I am the Faith Troy Minister, Adult Minister here at Faith Troy and a Master's Level Psychologist. And I am so excited to welcome you to our first ever Gather podcast. Um, and also you can actually watch it online. So we're excited about that today. And I have Rachel here with me and we are gonna have an interview. And the reason we're doing this podcast is because we know most of you can't make it here in person and we wanna meet in every creative way we can and still gather and get together because we know that God tells us when we gather together, he's with us and that we get encouragement and support from one another. So Rachel, why don't you introduce yourself to us? Um, I am Rachel. Um, I am newly divorced. I'm still getting used to saying, I'm Rachel, I'm newly divorced. Um, that's really actually the first time I've ever said it. I was married about 10 years. Um, I have a daughter, Maggie, she's three, four next month already. I am a soccer coach. Um, I was a physical education teacher for a little bit right after college, um, taught like K through eight. My husband and I moved around a lot for his job, um, so I became a personal trainer. And then we had our daughter, and I stayed home. Then we moved back home to Michigan. We're so glad. The Lord works in mysterious ways. When you think about what life was going to be like and all the dreams Ooh. and then how things ended up, and you look into all those different changes and turns and pivots like we talked about. Yes, I was such a cookie cutter, like, okay, you go to school, you go to college, uh, you get a job, you get married, and then you have babies, and then you're a stay-at-home mom, and like that's where I'm at right now. So I'm like, okay, I wanna punch whoever like left off at that, like now you're a stay-at-home mom, because it's like, well, now what? Like, because my life doesn't look like that anymore. My family's different. My marriage didn't work. Um, There's a lot of things. It's just kind of like the whole, like, oh, life's not going to be all rainbows and butterflies. Like, oh, I thought it was just supposed to be easy. And, and I think that's, like, what's hard is life is hard. And we're not necessarily taught that. Um, Absolutely. I thought that. I thought, yeah. I thought it was like you're a Christian, you do X, Y, and Z. You do it right. You, you follow the, the rules, okay? Oh. And then you're promised all these blessings. Uh -huh. And it's just, it's like a, a formula. Yes. A plus B equals C. I love formulas and structure and like, okay, you do this, you get, yeah, that's easy. Yeah. Great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so through the pivots, though, how has God led you? How have you seen him show up? It's kind of where to start my story a little bit because my story, I have a lot a lot, there's been a lot of trauma in my life. Um, kind of real brief, when I was born, uh, my mom had breast cancer. Um, so while she was pregnant with me, um, she was going through chemotherapy. Um, and it was a very big, doctors said, don't do it, uh, you're gonna risk the baby, you're gonna risk um, you know, your life. Um, all of those things, and I'm being very brief on how like intense all of that was, um, but for my parents at the time. And um, my parents really just felt the Lord say, 
don't abort because seven doctors, I think it was, um, said, I think, or maybe like six out of seven or something crazy like that. Like, and it wasn't even all at once. It was like my parents went through six doctors and then finally the seventh. So it's like, who goes and gets seven opinions, you know? But anyways, so um, they really just felt strongly not to abort me. And here I am. I was supposed to come out deformed and all that crazy stuff. Um, and, you know, I'm perfect, so. Amen. <laughs> um, yes. But so anyway, that, so that's like, I'm, I'm the miracle baby. That's, you know, like what I was kind of labeled as. Um, so if you're a miracle baby, does that feel a little pressure? Then life really should be formula, like a formula, and it should all be blessings and yeah. all the miracles. And then my mom yeah. dies four years later. Right. So then my mom dies. I, you know, like she died when I was four. So, I mean, I was four. Like, I didn't really know my mom well. You know, like three of the four um, children of my grandparents um, died. Car accident for my uncle when he was a young, um, killed by a drunk driver. And then my aunt and my mom both died of breast cancer. My grandmother survived breast cancer. That's amazing. Yeah. And then, so then leaves my aunt. So holy, like, God, isn't that enough? You know, like, ugh. So that's kind of like what I was born into. And um, my grandparents, holy smolies, like, they have been the foundation of my faith. Mm -hmm. um, of just like, ugh, they make me cry because they're both gone now. But um, Maggie's named after my grandma, uh, Margaret. So... Yeah, there's just a little bit, so you they, know. <laughs> so they, they just continued to speak truth and life and uh, love into your family, even yeah. through all that tragedy. Yeah. 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 You said to me when we were walking, you said, you know, that part of the story isn't necessarily my story. Yeah. That was my mom's story. And Absolutely. that was my dad's story. Yeah. And, I was um, an infant. I didn't make any of those choices. Right. Yeah. But that was a story that was told to you. So mm -hmm. your family tradition was all these these important messages that you were getting, and then your story starts. Yeah, sorry. And that, well, and then even it goes to like um, my my brother died when I was nineteen. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, can leave it as hospital error. Um, so he was twelve. Um, so that that was like the first time that like things got real. You know, like mm -hmm. I grew up in the church. Um, I've gone to faith all my life. Um, and I feel like that's when my relationship with God really, okay, like, let's do this mm -hmm. because this isn't cool, God. You know, like, um, got angry for many, many years, um, worked, and at that, that's like right when my husband and I actually started dating. Um, I don't even know how I'm supposed to talk about him if I'm supposed to call him my husband because he was my husband then. Still new stuff, guys. Yeah, new stuff. <laughs> but anyway, so that's and so that's like my second trauma sort of thing. So then moving on to like my my life now, you know, once again, like God, isn't that enough? Isn't you know, like isn't that enough trauma? There needs to be a limit. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and then so now being my marriage, my marriage failing, now I play a part in that. Like that's not just like oh human error hospital, you know, like, you know, like, it's just a little bit more to swallow. Right. And so in and through all the pivots and all the, and all the trauma, yeah. I mean, I still hear faith. I still hear you finding God, but there were some lies oh, that yeah. the enemy was feeding you through it. Right. So Oof. what did you hear? You know, we hear the, it's, I had that too with my situation mm -hmm. is 
there's a max that I can take and then I'm I'm going to say that's enough. Yeah, it's, And then it's the I don't whole, know what to do with that. It's the fight lies with truth. Like, yeah. thank you, Pastor RJ, for the whole fight lies with truth because that's been like a huge just like on the mirror, in the car, wherever you want to put it, like just good reminder because I was angry at God. I mean, pissed off, you know, like right. for just until this last year, I've been able to say it is well with my soul. Mm-hmm. Um... You're a good father. Mm-hmm. You're a good, good father. It's just been finally for me to say, God didn't do it. Because so long, I'm like, God, where was my miracle? Mm-hmm. Where, how long, God, you know the desires of my heart. Right. Why haven't you healed my marriage? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, doing, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to. And yeah, in, the, in those moments, and then how to say, okay, how, how does God restore your soul? Yeah. And so in some of it, we just don't know. He just does. And it's mystery. It's when a mystery I read, to us. When I read your email about like the restoration and like my first response was, I'm not restored. Mm-hmm. I am not restored. But then like, as I kind of like think back even over the last year of just kind of finally taking that step into reality mm-hmm. of, yeah, like this is not a healthy relationship. This is not, you know, um, that I've been restored little bit every day every day yeah it's it's a one day at a time thing yeah and Chris struggled with substance use and and it wasn't an easy situation but that was that was the situation yes and so and then as you go forward into saying okay this wasn't my dream (laughs) of my happily ever after but what does it look like to rejoice in this day that Mm -hmm. God has given me I just see joy like you know when I see you I made jokes of like well therapy and medication are great Yeah, (laughs) you talk about that a little bit, Rachel. But it's actually true. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think, well, I've, so I went to therapy for the first time when Caleb died Mm -hmm. um, with you. Um, So that was my first experience with therapy, and that was great. Um, It's just so good to just, like, sit and talk. I don't know how some people don't like therapy. I'm like, don't you want to sit and talk by yourself for an hour? That sounds great. (laughs) Um, But some people are uncomfortable with that. But because I think you just really need to talk about your feelings. If you just stuff your feelings down, nothing's ever going to get healed. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, some of that. But so that was I therapy then. I did therapy two or three other times when we were moving around. Um, that was one thing. So since we moved around, it kind of isolated me away from my family and my support. Um, we never really were in a church. Um, when we first got married, we were still in Michigan and still close to faith. And, and it was one of those, like, I just don't feel like going today. And I'm just not going to go because I don't want to. And I'm not going to go because my parents just want me to be there. It was one of those, like, rebellious little bit of, like, mm-hmm. just let me be. Um, and I was mad at God. I was still, you know, like. Right, because Caleb did. Yeah, it was still mm-hmm. with, it was only a few years, but it was still fresh. I remember trying to find a church whenever we would move. I mean, we, I have moved. I think the number I lost count, like nine times. We moved almost every year of our marriage. Um, We never had a lease longer than 18 months. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's a little intense, you know. Kind of don't realize that that's not normal. That's a lot of moving. (laughs) So, therapy. I did a little bit of therapy at every bit. Um, And even I I did try medication for depression. When Caleb died, um, I got on a depression medication. And I feel like it was just, there's a time for a season of it. 
Um, and I thought that was good. That was when I was still in college. Um, and then the first time Chris went to inpatient, um, like the psych ward, like inpatient psych ward for suicidal tendencies, whatever, um, is when my anxiety like skyrocketed. Right. Um, and I think we were like maybe five years in to mm -hmm. be married. So that was a little intense. Yeah, that's a trauma <laughs> to your nervous system for sure. And, um, so, and the difference the medicine made was just to kind of calm. Get through, even get through the yeah. day. And that, that was for depression too. And I mm -hmm. honestly didn't identify my anxiety. It was identified to me as depression. Mm -hmm. um, so not until this year when I was talking to my therapist, I, I was the Lord again of my first day with my therapist in person was the week before the shutdown. Mm. So I wasn't going to be able to have um, teleconference, like we, we do it over kind of Zoom, Zoom sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If I wouldn't have got in with her, then I wouldn't have been able to do it. Right. Right. So the week before, and then we did once a week through like all of COVID. Mm -hmm. So that was huge healing for me. Um, and in one of like our sessions, probably, I don't know, midway through whatever, she said, I want you to kind of take this anxiety questionnaire. Mm -hmm. So I take the, you know, and um, I score like through the roof on or whatever. And then I respond to her and I said, so if I like have anxiety about taking the anxiety questionnaire, <laughs> how do you feel about it? She goes, I want you to maybe, you know, just do some research on medication. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Um, so, and I once again went to the mindset of this is just a season. I'm in a, I have a lot going on, right. a lot going on. I'm living at my parents' house. I have a daughter, my not even ex-husband yet. We're like, we're separated. We've been separated for months. Um, she, he's still a mess, but I'm separating myself from that mess. Trying not to worry about what the future is going to look like. So just a lot going on, but at the same time, we're in the shutdown. So nothing is going on at the same time. You know, yeah. Um, and so, except I'm left with all of my stuff to deal with. Yeah. So anxiety medication really helped. <laughs> and I think so many times we think, you know, it's it's going to change our personality. It's going to change who it we brought are. Me, it, honestly, it, it brought just, me back to me. It brought you back. To it you. really like people yeah. keep saying to me, like in, within the last month, you're so happy. You're so like. I see the joy back. Yeah. Yeah, I see the joy and my back. middle name is Joy. Mm -hmm. um, and it's so, and so is Maggie's. Yeah. Um, and that's totally like yeah. the Lord just gave us that name. Honestly, sometimes for some people, that's too when they pursue God again, too. They say, okay, wait a second. Now I'm not spiraling in my head and I'm yeah. not, my thoughts aren't out of control and I'm not like meditating on all these bad things. And I have mm -hmm. a chance to kind of like it kinda, actually quiet myself and get some time. Yeah. With God it helps and, me. Like I can, I'm, I can't even. Yeah. I can notice when I'm overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. I can identify more of a trigger mm -hmm. to then kind of talk myself through the trigger um, and take it one day at a time, one minute at a time, right. one, one thing at a time for the day. Yes. So yeah, so it, does, it, it stops my hamster wheel. So those are some of your health, health rhythms. One, one is also working out, so you yes. love everything fitness. So and... yeah, I've always been kind of like the athlete of my family. Mm -hmm. um, I'm the jock. We have six kids in my family. So big family, um, a blended family. But um, I, yeah, I was, I was the athlete. That's kind of, you know, my label. 
but I enjoy it. I, I, I like being competitive. Competitive feels like me. Like if I go to the grocery store and I have all the bags in my car, you better believe I'm gonna try and carry all of them in the house all at once because I don't know, it's just like in my nature. To, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's um, great. That's yeah, great. just kind of dorky too. Yeah, I like to be competitive. Um, it makes me feel accomplished and strong. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about Maggie. Maggie is a joy. <laughs> um, she's my pumpkin. Her nickname is Pumpkin. Um, so there's like, you know, so many things. Sometimes it's hard. But she truly is just a joy. She's a little social, lovable, cuddly, mm -hmm. um, silly, you know, almost four-year-old. And there's and a lot of trust to co-parenting right now too, right? Yeah. Doing all those steps and like letting go. That's and brand new. That's like some of the stuff nope. sitting up here today. I'm like, it's all new. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Even, yeah. even like single mom aside of like being a mom, she, I only have one kid. Like when I think about some of like my friends and stuff with like three, four or five kids, I'm like, yeah, uh, okay. sorry. I have no advice for you. Well, and this is this is the great thing is we learn from each other in the messy yeah. middle, in the messy middle, like in yes. the, yeah. you know, you learn things like what are some of your things that have made life easier and or more fun? What are your favorite things, life hacks? You need to laugh. You need to laugh however you laugh. Yeah. Um, life hacks. One thing I do love on my phone um, is like, you know, so every, what mom doesn't have a hamster wheel, you know, constant like thoughts going next. So on my lists, um, on like my reminders, mm -hmm. I have like just all like, so I just have a whole bunch of different lists and it's not like grocery lists, like need to cross it off. It's just like one of those, like I'm driving in the car. I don't want to forget this. Like I have a grateful list. I have a Kroger list. I have, um, verses, um, on there. Mm -hmm. Um, Gifts is a good one I, of, of, you know, like, oh, I should get that for, you know, Shannon's birthday. Like, oh, I want to remember that. Yeah. Oh, you know, like. So um, you're not trying to remember everything. You're putting it down in a list. Yeah, because. Yeah. Everyone, mm -hmm. everyone's Increase like that, right? Increase your peace, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know worship is a huge part because when we walked yesterday, yes. Maggie wanted to listen to worship. And so, oh, that's another thing about Maggie right now. She is stuck on the YouTube channel of faith. So yep. that's a good way to spend your day and that's renew your hilarious. mind and let God restore you. Awesome. Well, and that's honestly, I kind of want to touch on like, that's been my quiet time. I've always struggled with how I'm supposed to do my quiet time with God. Right. Um, so I struggle with perfectionism, um, always doing things perfect. And so I was taught at a young age of this is how you do your quiet time. You wake up early, you read your Bible, you know, like you spend time with the Lord. I've never been good at that. Like just, mm -hmm. it's always been a like, no, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You're still doing it wrong. I, I still struggle to read my Bible. Um, one thing that is really all of a sudden just kind of given myself, myself grace is worship music. So instead of, you know, as a mom, you do not have time to sit and read your Bible. Like yeah, you hide fun. in the bathroom and it's like, mm -hmm. shh. <laughs> <laughs> Or you lock the kid in the bathroom and shh, but um, some moms do that. <laughs> um, but so worship music, I never listened to music when I ran before. I, because I would put my headphones in, put a song on and my hamster wheel would still go. So my mind was louder than the music. Mm -hmm. So I just didn't listen to any music. Um, never thought to listen to worship music. 
when I was running. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all of a sudden become like, okay, God, quiet my hamster wheel. What are you trying to say to me today? What, so you know? Yeah. So and the other thing, I, you know, like when you go for a walk with a young child, one-year-old, two-year-old, three-year-old, I don't know, maybe five. I haven't gotten that far yet. But it is kind of annoying. Yeah, they start and stop and start and yeah, stop. And yeah, yeah. Pick up I, a rock oh and look at word. it. And you're not exercising then. So, like, put them on a bike? Like, yeah. No, you need to put them in a stroller. Otherwise, it's going to be a frustrating walk. Right. So one thing that I've learned to help is just put your headphones in while you walk because... Yeah. And Maggie looked like a teenager because she had one headphone tucked in her shirt and one her ear. And I was like, it was the cutest she thing. She is was the epitome of a three-nager. She She's a so three-nager. adorable. What is so, four? Um, I was kind of scared. Four. Three? I felt three was a little more challenging okay, than four. Because now they're at preschool. Two was easy, hours. I thought. Everybody says terrible twos. I didn't feel that at all. I felt like three yeah, was a little bit far. more. Whew, here we go. So, Rachel, thank you so much. I was just thinking we need to talk about the listening prayer thing. The listening prayer. Yes, that was one of the things Guys, that helped I restore talk for like your an soul. Hour, I think. Yeah, tell, tell me how the listening prayer helped to restore your soul. That would be good. Yeah, the, well, I just think, you know, it's I, ironic, but really surreal, or really just the Lord of like that all of this healing happened during this pandemic. I specifically remember like when RJ started talking about listening prayer, it just changes your quiet time a little bit. Mm-hmm. And for a mom, you can try and just go sit in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. not worry about what you're supposed to be doing and just try and sit in silence because every mom wants to sit in silence. Yeah. <laughs> it was right after, um, so I only had to go to court one time, which I like, you know, get anxious about going places I've never been, especially like something like that. So I remember crying most of the day. <laughs> um, so the second time I went, um, no, I didn't even have to go. It was, it was, in May, and it was over the computer, and it was on Zoom. Literally, the judge was on Zoom. Like, how insane is that? I remember you saying it was very uneventful. Yeah, uh-huh. and my lawyer, that was another blessing, um, was a friend of my aunt and uncle. So, I mean, she was great. Um, it was 30 seconds on the Zoom with the judge. And your marriage is over. Mm-hmm. And that, there was one question in there. They asked, you know, like, oh, are you pregnant? Are you, you know, like, right. um, what's your name? Um, is there any way you can reconcile? Mm-hmm. So I think on both ends, for me to say no and for him to hear it, mm-hmm. that's just a little, you know. Um, but also, so after that just happened, after that 30 seconds, so, you know, so then I, I had already carved out time, and I think it's important to recognize when you're going to need those moments that I already planned childcare for Maggie, I, like, Mom, Dad, I'm going to need some time after that Zoom call yeah, to myself. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. And that planning is important. Um, but I was literally sitting in a car, sitting in my car in a parking lot because it was kind of rainy. I was planning on just kind of like going to a park, sitting, whatever, like just being outside. Nature is good for me. Um, and I, I don't even remember what. I wasn't reading the Bible or anything. It was just like, Lord... I'm just here, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, and I just remember the words like free, mm-hmm. you know, because it's very, I mean, like, yeah, sad, um, 
it's sad to see that he's not the same person yeah. that I fell in love with. Um, it's sad to see where he's at because it's really hard. Yeah. Um, and you, you so stayed in the gap waiting yeah. for, for so long. And, and yeah. And I don't have regrets. I feel mm -hmm. like I did, <laughs> ironically, everything I was supposed to. Um, but that's where I just felt like the Lord kind of mm -hmm. freeing me from that. Because it's, it was like him saying, like, Rachel, it's not supposed to be this way. Yeah. Marriage is not supposed to be this way. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that, that word is my word for 2020. Yeah, free. Free. Yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's, it's hard at the same time because I wanted it to work so bad. Mm -hmm. I still love him. Um, but one thing that I've, I always struggled with was staying in reality. Um, cause I can just like, Oh no, things aren't really like that. But yeah. journaling is what made me really always go back and go, wow, it was like this five years ago. Yeah, cause you Wow. Get... This is still the same. I'm still saying the same prayer. Mm -hmm. He's still doing this. Um, finally, in January, another big thing for me was um, my, my person, my cousin Laura. She's my person. Everyone needs a person. But she said to me, Rachel, love is a verb. Mm -hmm. Love is an action. He can say all of these things to you, mm -hmm. but his actions are not, you know, um, and your safety and, and Maggie's safety and those decisions are so, so gut-wrenching because you want a miracle for him. Yeah, I still do. And you, know, like, you want, and you, you feel like you have to be part of that miracle. <laughs> and so that is, but just to hear God say to you, freeze. And that's, I mean, to know that he wants, God wants to speak personally. Yes, and that's where that song. Into that pain. The Hope in a Future song. Um, because like the, the verse that you put in the Jeremiah, um, 29, 11, you know, mm. I know the plans for you. They're good. They're good. I hated that verse for many years. <laughs> I don't believe you. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Sure. It's hard. You know, like, yeah. Um, but that song, the hope in a future song just kind of spoke to me. I don't like just another kind of how I felt like the Lord speaking to me. Yeah. That, like this people are going to let you down. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let you down. Right. And it took me 10 years to, to learn that. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for I feel being better ending us. on that. That it's was just so, so much good. in me. <laughs> she did great. Oh my goodness. So great.